You're listening to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls of Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. Hey, Purpose peeps. We are back with the third episode of our Salt and Light series. I hope you've been enjoying the last few weeks. During week one, we talked about what it means to be salt in society and talked about how our journey as Christians mirrors the journey of or the purification process of salt when it comes to being used for different things. And in the same way that salt has to be filtered and it goes through an evaporation process and there's something that's called selective rupturing that it goes through in order to bring about the places where it's weak, we as Christians sometimes will have similar situations in our lives so that God can use us for his glory. During the second week, we talked about what it means to be light in society, and we discussed specifically the importance of not going down dark paths, repenting of old ways, and sharing our testimony. Today, we're going to actually go more in depth about the importance of sharing our testimony, and I'm really excited to share what God shared with me. So if you are ready, let's get into the lesson for this week. I'll be trying to make it into heaven, though. Before we dive into today's lesson, I wanted to invite everyone listening to subscribe to our email list so you can stay up to date on all Black Girls of Purpose happenings. This includes events, promotions, and personal notes from me. You can do that by visiting blackgirlsofpurpose.org join and entering your email address into the form on the screen. Also, follow us on Instagram if you're not already, at Black Girls of Purpose. We share encouraging posts throughout the week, and occasionally we will run social media contests for Black Girls of Purpose goodies. Now that we've got all our housekeeping items taken care of, let's turn to our lesson for this week. right purpose peep so if you've been listening you know that we've been coming out of the passage of scripture Matthew 5 13 through 16 and today we're going to focus specifically on verse 15 it reads nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand and it gives light to all those who are in the house Now, I'm going to start with a moment of transparency. I had actually recorded this episode pretty early in the series, and I was so excited about everything that I had been sharing. I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, this is lit, like no pun pun intended. And I was excited to share it with everybody. And then when I went back to my software that I used to edit the podcast, I realized I had saved over the episode that I recorded with something else. And I was like, God, really? And I spent probably half a day kicking myself and being like, see, this is why you just need to, you were just, you know, too eager to get that other episode recorded and all these different things. But then the next morning I spent time with God and his word and actually re-reviewed this study and he gave me something completely different and I was like Lord you're so good you knew that this was actually the message that people would need and so I'm excited to share what God shared with me now if you look at this passage of scripture um it says nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand and it gives light to all who are in the house again initially I thought it was talking about 
lighting up our homes and then also talking about serving in our church communities. And while I do think that that message that he gave me initially is relevant and maybe he'll have me share at a different time in a different area or of ministry, uh, he told me today that this whole light piece is just his mission. It's, it's his ministry. It's sharing the message of God and saying, Hey, this is what he's done for me. And I feel like we as Christians are allowing a lot of people around us to walk in darkness. And if we truly care about them, we have to shine the light in those dark places, even when it's uncomfortable to do so. I think that we have to understand that there are dangers in the dark that we can help them avoid if we would just share our testimony. And the reason why I got that is is actually coming from another passage of scripture. And you can find that in Luke 8, 16 through 18. It says, no one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be made known and come to light. Take care then how you hear, for the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. Now I want you to focus specifically on verse 16. And when you read the English Standard Version commentary, it says, if believers do not hide the light, and in parentheses it says message, that they have heard, but proclaim it for others to see, then what is hidden will be made manifest and what is secret will come to the light. Jesus is ultimately speaking about the final judgment, but gospel proclamation and gospel ministry in this age are like a lamp that illuminates and drives away dark areas of sin before the final judgment. Now you may be thinking, Bree, I'm not in a position to be telling anybody about their sin. I'm still trying to get myself together. And I'm not saying that you are going out saying that you're perfection. But what I am saying is that if you are around people who don't know Jesus at all, it is your, and you know, Jesus, it is your job to point them to him. I think about this going back to the dark alley illustration from last week. Let's say you and your friend are coming from a restaurant or something, right? And they realize, oh my gosh, I left my phone in you know, I think it got thrown away in the trash and it's probably in the dumpster that's in between these two restaurants and I need to go and get it. But my flashlight is on my phone, so I can't even get back there because it's it's so dark I can't see. As a good friend, you'd say, oh, okay, yeah, you can use my phone. Here's the, the flashlight on it. And they would be able to direct themselves where they need to be. And that's how it's supposed to be with the gospel ministry that... If we know that people have a problem, we're we're supposed to step in and point to Jesus, not ourselves, as the solution. And I know that that's scary, especially in situations where we know them personally. Um, and I think that that's why it's so interesting that this passage of scripture, Matthew 5, 15, says it gives light to all who are in the house. God has uniquely placed us in our family, in our job, in our place of residence intentionally. Like he knew that we would be next door neighbors with the woman who lost her husband or with the 
elderly woman who needs assistance with driving or I I guess I'm biased towards women because all my examples are are women, but um, he knew where he was going to have us placed strategically. And we can't dismiss that. We can't say, oh, well, Lord, you know, you're going to send someone else. It kind of makes me think of the Good Samaritan story, how this man was injured and there's a priest that walks by and he doesn't say anything and and there's a a a jew who walks by and he doesn't say anything and then the samaritan who's the gentile walks by and he helps this person who's been beat up and we always want other people to step in and address people's injuries even in situations where it's our own families and i think that's crazy i think we have to be bold enough to tend to people's wounds and be the light that they need. The irony of all this is that I feel like, um, and and I feel like God shared this with me, is that sometimes we are more eager to share the gospel with people in other countries than with the person down the street. And I don't know if it's because we here in America, we're more cognizant of our reputation. Like if we go to Sierra Leone and share the gospel with a stranger, it's like, okay, well, I won't even be here next week. So I can be bold and go out all out for Jesus. But then when we come back to our own homes, our own cities, all of a sudden we are that dim light. Like all of a sudden we've lost our flashlights or we've taken out our batteries and we're just like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm mild and I'm meek. And, you know, I just, I invite people to church, but if they don't want to come, I'm not pushy. And I'm not saying that you should be pushy, but again, understand that wherever God has placed you, he has placed you there strategically. And I think that's why it's so awesome that he uses this analogy of being put on a lamp's stand. Like you don't place yourself on a stand. God has positioned you there and he's done it with a purpose. And if you spend each day asking God, okay, God, where are the dark places in my life that people need illumination? Then I promise you he will give you the insight that you need. Now, with that said, I can admit to not sharing the gospel with someone or praying with someone because of how I thought it was going to be perceived. That I was like, oh Lord, you know, they're going to think I'm weird or they're going to be offended by me. Maybe they don't even know the name of Jesus. And if not, then like, I don't know if I have all the information that I need. And what he has shown me in those moments is that I was making an idol of my reputation and what people thought of me. And I also was allowing fear to dictate my actions instead of trusting that, okay, God, if you place this person on my heart to share the gospel with, then you're going to give me the words that I need. We see examples of this in the Bible. Even when Jesus sent out the original disciples to go and spread the gospel ministry, he told them in Luke 12, 11 through 12, whenever they bring you before synagogues and rulers and authorities, don't worry about what you, how you should defend yourselves or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what must be said. And so that shows me we can't have our focus on ourselves. We have to have our focus on him. And I know that in moments where I've been most afraid to share the gospel with somebody or to pray with somebody, it's because I allowed myself to get caught up in my own head that I started asking, okay, well, how can I do this or what words need to be said? And I realized I was trying to operate in the flesh instead of operating in the spirit, instead of trying to 
think myself out of it, I have to be willing to submit. And so it's the same thing with you. If you feel like you have had opportunities to share the gospel, but you've gotten like frozen up and just like, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm not sure how to go about this. The next time you have that opportunity, instead of looking to yourself, look to him and say, God, what do you want me to say? And then tell him his own word. I love praying scripture and say, God, you told me that the Holy Spirit will teach me at the very hour what must be said. And it's so important that we operate not in ourselves, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. Even Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So again, this shows we cannot have our focus on ourselves. We have to have our focus on him. I think another thing that keeps us from sharing the gospel is just that fear of rejection that we're like, okay, God, I'm going to share this word and they are going to completely ostracize me, especially if you feel led to share the gospel in a work setting or even in your family. I think about people who may be the younger ones in their family, whether it be a younger sibling or maybe you're a niece or you're the granddaughter and you feel like God has placed you in your family to share the gospel with them. But you're like, Lord, how can you use me? I'm only a youth. And I think about Jeremiah as he said the same thing. He was actually very young and it says in uh, James 1, 4, the word of the Lord came to me. And he says, I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And then Jeremiah replies to God, but I protested, oh no, Lord God, look, I don't know how to speak since I am only a youth. Verse seven, then the Lord said to me, do not say I'm only a youth for you will go to everyone I send you to and speak whatever I tell you. Verse eight, do not be afraid of anyone for I will be with you to deliver you. This is the Lord's declaration. And I love verse nine. It says, then the Lord reached out his hand, touched my mouth and told me, I have now filled your mouth with my words. So understand if you have received a calling to share the gospel with anybody, whether it be a stranger or someone in your own household, God is going to give you the words that you need. And I I know I keep saying, focus on him, focus on him, but I want you to get that piece because as long as you're focused on yourself, you're not going to shine as brightly. Think of John 8, 12, which is the whole base scripture for our ministry. And it says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who walks in me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And it makes me think of the passage of scripture we talked about from Psalm 119, 105 last week, that the Lord's word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And so if we know we're filling ourselves up with the word of the Lord, then he'll bring things to our memory. And even if we don't know what to say, then he will tell us what we need to say. But we have to trust him enough to do that, no matter what the case may be. Beyond that, though, y'all, and this may really help you. We have to understand that even in situations where we do walk in obedience, where we share the gospel, where we shine our lights and people aren't receptive of what we have to say, they're not rejecting us. They're rejecting God ultimately. 18 says, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. And another translation reads, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. So we have to remember anything that God went through, we're probably going to go through too, but he will continue to give us the strength that we need. And we 
if we understand that he's the one who's being rejected, not that we want anyone to reject God because we love him. Um, but if we understand that he's the one that's being rejected and not necessarily us, then it may also give us the boldness that we need where we can go to bed stress and worry free because we like lord i told people about you not everybody received but i told people about you i I planted that seed and as i was thinking about this uh, god brought uh something funny to my memory i was at church camp of all places one summer and someone or there's actually two twin well twins typically come in twos there were these twin boys who um, said something about my mom that was really disrespectful and it really upset me and y'all I got so fired up I slapped both of them in the face I got in trouble they had to call my mom I think she may have had to come and get me and I remember when either when we were in the car when we got home she was like why did you slap them I said because they were talking about you and I started crying because I was so emotional and she was like, Brie, I appreciate you like wanting to defend me, but I don't care what two little boys are saying about me. And basically, I don't need you to come to my defense. And that kind of checked me. And it, she wasn't saying it in a bad way, but she was like, I'm an adult. I'm not worried about what little children say about me. And I think that that's how we have to remember it is with God that he's like, I created this entire universe. I even created the person who rejected me. So if they rejected me, trust, I can get them together if I so choose. But if I don't, then don't worry about me. Don't worry about defending me. I just need you to walk in obedience. I just need you to do what I'm telling you to do and to do it daily. I think if we keep that perspective in mind, it will give us the boldness that we need to shine our lights, to use our testimony and to declare what God has done for us because that's all he's asking us to do if you really think about it if and, and people talk about this all the time gospel simply means good news so what is the good news that God has given you how has he transformed your life how has he changed you how has he given you identity if you understand those things and other people in your community in your household at your job need them then you can do so much just by sharing your own testimony. The truth of the matter is, y'all, we are living in dark times and we cannot afford to blend in. So my prayer is that this week's lesson helped give you the boldness that you need to be a city on a hill and a lamp on a stand. And if I were to sum up everything from today, I would say remember that your position has purpose. Remember that you don't have to be offended by other people. And remember that you cannot be rejected. God is doing such a powerful work and he wants you to be a part of it. Purpose Peeps, thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode for this week. I want to encourage you, if you're not already, to subscribe to the podcast. We are on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, just to name a few. So as I always say, whether you're team iPhone or team Android, we've got something for you. Uh, Lastly, Please, 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 if you did not earlier, join the Black Girls of Purpose community by visiting blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join. You'll get a series of emails from me, including our free Purpose Pathway Guide that helps you figure out what on earth you're here for. So if you've ever asked that question, what on earth am I here for? What are my gifts? What are my talents? What is my purpose? Then I encourage you to subscribe to our email list and join our Black Girls of Purpose community.
As we close out for this week, I do want to share our verse of the week and our song for the week. So our verse of the week is Matthew 5, 15, as you probably could have guessed. And it says, and no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all those who are in the house. And then our song for the week is actually I Surrender by Hillsong Worship. I felt like it was a really good song to kind of summarize how we're even able to be light for God. And we can't do it in our own strength, but we can do it if we surrender to him and say, God, I'm not sure why you put me on this particular lampstand, but I trust you and I know you're going to use it for your glory. Lastly, y'all, I always say that I really appreciate you for listening, but I want to show that in a tangible way today by giving you a coupon code you can use on our Black Girls of Purpose shop. We actually have a jersey on there that on the back it says Illuminate, and so it's perfect for this series, and I thought it would be cool to give you a coupon code at the end of this episode just as a way to say thank you for listening. So if you are interested in getting that jersey, you can go onto the blackgirlsofpurpose.org shop, and so you go Black girlswithpurpose.org slash shop and then um, you can select that jersey and then when you check out put in the coupon code illuminate i-l-l-u-m-i-n-a-t-e so yes you can get that coupon code illuminate i-l-l-u-m-i-n-a-t-e as soon as you enter that you'll get a discount on the Black Girls of Purpose Illuminate jerseys. So thank you so much for listening for this week. I hope that you will go out and get those shirts because they're pretty cute if you ask me. But more importantly, they are a great reminder to go out and illuminate the dark places in your household, in your job, and in your community. That's all for now though, friends. I'll talk to you next week. It's never that easy to choose purpose But I would die to my flesh, live a life of worship I'm really, really, really trying to make it into heaven I'm trying to him sit to